And we're back for another four strong episode of the Shups and Pred podcast. Guys, I don't know if it's because the Edmonton Elks haven't lost a game in two weeks or whether I'm just super excited for the Labor Day weekend slate of games, but I am feeling extra hyped about this week's recording. So first, let's figure out all who's here. First, it's me, John. Then <laughs> we'll get this right. One of these then well, you, just, you just you just layered some more words on there. I thought you were just going to get to the point, Tyler. Definitely, definitely is a curveball. I know. I came out siced. I did, caught you guys unawares. <laughs> Peter, of course. All right, we are going to be talking week four recap, week five predictions, current fantasy standings. First look at the Shups and Preds monthly power rankings. Woo! Who's excited Anybody about heard that? Of it? We've got no listener feedback section because the questions were too good. We couldn't pick. We couldn't pick any any of them. So maybe next week if you're lucky. <laughs> we're talking to you. We're talking to you, Belgium. Yeah, Belgium. Get yeah, on it. Come on, Flanders. Guys, it was a bit of a slop fest in week four, but. Competitive and exciting games throughout, especially that one uh, in Winnipeg. How are we feeling after uh, a month into the CFL season? Well, being that I'm leading both the Preds and Fantasy, I'm feeling pretty good. And Sketch is <laughs> the best team in the league. So, I mean, yeah. could it could it be better for me? I don't think it could. <laughs> things are really coming things up, Things are going your way. Ah, things and you are have not such going a nice my and way. easy <laughs> attitude about it. Things What's so great good. about Tyler doing well is he makes it so easy for those around him to enjoy his success. <laughs> I've actually been pretty. I've been pretty good. Oh today, yeah, I oh my God, this guy's today, 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 no, today I was today I was a little chirp. I was chirpy today. I will say today, Tyler, Tyler's been today. Okay I had to ask general. you not to ruin this for me over the weekend. <laughs> um, um, we're since we're adding. The, I mean, he he did gold. I mean, that's the let's start this week recap dumb, off with Tyler had a little golden week. Um, he did have a getting week. going three for three on his preds. Very impressive. Nice. Very impressive. First golden week predfection. Some call it. <laughs> some don't. <laughs> anyway, I'm just throwing that out there. You can make it a thing. Um, since we're adding the uh, power rankings discussion to this pod, we're gonna get right into it. With our week three or week four recap, luckily we only have three games to go over, uh, thanks to Jacob Ruby. So, <laughs> Tyler, kick us off with the review of Hamilton at Montreal. The Hamilton Tiger Cats, coming off a of bye week, did not have Jeremiah Masoli, who was out with an injury, but they did return Dane Evans, and boy, <laughs> was he ready to play. Who could have predicted this? <laughs> uh tie cats came out scored quickly on a 30 yard pass to Stephen dunbar uh took a quick jumped out to a 10 nothing lead uh game was close in the first half uh va came back hit Quan bray for a touchdown 10-7 going to halftime actually 13 to 10 tie cats and then the third quarter uh a lot of punting of the ball no scores but the fourth quarter was very exciting uh hamilton extends their lead uh, Dane Evans with a second touchdown pass, a, a key interception of Vernon Adams in his own half. Frankie uh, Williams with, with about 12 minutes left. Uh, it's it's spelled doom. Yes. Uh, and then uh, 
Sean Thomas Erlington against the team he got uh, that he got hurt against in 2019 and ended his season. Uh, got some revenge with a very, very strong game. 10 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and a great hurdle. Perhaps the best hurdle we'll see all season. See, hurdling is one of those things where it looks cool, but then usually the person gets tackled immediately. Rarely ever do they keep momentum and actually gain yardage after the hurdle. Yes. Oh, yes, he Oh yes he did. <laughs> he ran for about another 10 yards after the hurdle, and it was a good one. No, that was a great – that was an all – that was – breakout game for ste that was awesome yeah it's good to see him back uh oh, yeah Ham- yes. hamilton that's you know a lot of a sexy favorite at the beginning finally uh gets a win i i think it was uh they haven't played a home game yet so next week uh this yep. upcoming week will be their first home game so uh i think it bodes well for them uh winning their, this last road game out of their first three no sloppy uh sloppy sloppy v- va play va that's the unfortunately story. For the second week in a row, he, you know, his line, they, I, they're not terrible, but at, like every quarterback, he faces pressure, and he's exceptional at escaping the pressure. So he buys himself time, and then he just, like I, I said the same thing on the pod last week, he just reefs that thing downfield to nobody in particular, and it's just like, dude, he just oh, it's tell- so, been so frustrating watching him the first few weeks, because you see the talent and you see everything there yeah that was a frustrating game for Vernon Adams who ended up getting pulled at the end of it by the way Zach Caleros I, also a chucker oh my god Zach Caleros is <laughs> the luckiest man on planet earth <laughs> the it amount does, of it, times he it just, does I sorry, tweeted had to tweet this it was driving me so crazy <laughs> I, I hate to say it but it does seem like Zach Caleros actually does have a little more accuracy than Vernon Adams there were he some does there were some uh, throws uh, in the Winnipeg game where I was really, really impressed. And not just the ones that were scrambling, um, but like just really, really good play. But also a lot of really bad play. But <laughs> He's to, leading the league we'll, we'll, we'll passes, we'll get All right, to yeah. that. Impressive. All right, yeah. Any final notes on the uh, – I think the Alouettes, they got – they luckily, they're facing Ottawa this next week. Dane, so Evans is, Dane Evans is back, and I actually think Dane Evans is if he he's going to remain the starter for until until something bad happens. We, I think we got to talk about Stephen Dunbar. I well, mean, yeah, out of nowhere, that is that is the true Mercer Timmis. Who the hell is this guy award? Of the week? Can we can we John? Do you want to talk about the Mercer Timmis? Who the hell is this guy award? I think that we should start doing every week. Well, we we did this uh, in the first few episodes we ever recorded, and basically the premise is that the CFL is known for having somebody who's never actually played before or gotten meaningful minutes come in and just wreck shop. Uh, last week, DJ Foster for Toronto. This week, Stephen Dunbar Jr., who was literally playing his first CFL game. <laughs> there was uh, another w- potential winner. No, the, he, he wasn't. Tyler, Yeah, that, that winner is though. not correct. Javon Katoy has played many games in the CFL. Well, but still a very much a he who came out. He, he emerged, yeah, he emerged yes. but he has CFL experience. Um, but yeah, some anyway, experience. so week in and week out, we're going to find the guy who comes out of nowhere and contributes. Unfortunately for the Ticats, a receiver who is not contributing is our friend Speedy B. Mm, not very good. So far, we'll, yeah, we'll talk more about that later but because uh, we're still in the review section. But uh, Speedy B's got to get it going for the Ticats. He uh, is 33. He is 33. He is 33. That is facts. That is facts. All right. 
I'm here to talk about the BC game at Ottawa. BC winning 24-12. to um, On the offensive side of the ball for the Lions, you had Michael Riley going 23 of 32 for 301 yards and one touchdown to the aforementioned uh, Javon Katoy. Uh, he also, Riley also added three rushes for uh, 20 yards and one touchdown. He's uh, now leading, or tied for the lead in the CFL with three rushing touchdowns with uh, Kadeem Carey. Shaq Cooper puts in another good effort for the Lions. He added 14 carries for 71 yards. Peter, so that you should like take a, note uh, of that. I was about to mention. Imagine if he was on somebody's fantasy team this week. <laughs> that would be good. What do you <laughs> say? I, Just I say mean, it now. Uh, Shaq's in the lineup. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm going to get my uh, mobile device. Okay, good. And I'm going to get right on that. Uh, He he does have a bye this week, though. Uh, (laughs) That's okay. You (laughs) might want to run Andrew Harris, who's on your team. I thought I I did put him in the lineup. I don't think he changed. I don't know. We'll get to fantasy. It may have not saved, but I did put him in the lineup. It's a Google sheet. It is a live document. It automatically saves. The receiving core for the Lions took a bit of a hit. Lamar Grant and Dom Rimes picked up Knox early in the game. Like I said, Javon Katoy comes up big. What are you laughing at? He said Google sheet didn't save. It's hilarious. Dude, I thought I put him in. It's automatic. It's okay. All right. Let's let John go on with this. Let me get through my oh, review. Yeah. I put a lot of work into this. <laughs> I, I believe you. Um, Javon Katoy, five receptions for 93 yards, including a 46-yard touchdown. Uh, defensively, I know they're playing Ottawa. But man, do these Lions look good. Uh, rookie Jordan Williams, eight tackles and an interception. He's tied uh, for the CFL lead with 28 tackles. Ola Kumbo, the other another linebacker, added seven tackles and uh, recovered a fumble. Um, they sacked Nichols twice, held the Red Blacks to only 278 total yards, four field goals. Um, BC defense looking legit. Uh, they're an exciting team. Yeah, I, I'm liking how Mike, Michael Riley's playing. Uh, BC is definitely a team that rough couple outings to start the season, but they're looking pretty solid for the Red Blacks. You know, it's tough. Matt Nichols, 23 of 37 for 206 yards and one interception. Uh, Justin Davis, rookie out of USC, uh, he added 12 carries for 43 yards in his first CFL action. Uh, Ryan Davis, another rookie out of Auburn. Uh, This is his third game in a CFL career. He led the team with eight catches, 70 yards. Um, So that's good to see some young players producing for the Red Blacks. Shout out Lewis Ward. He rocks. Four for four on Sunday. Um, on the season, Louis Ward is eight of nine from field goals for 52 yards and has accounted for 26 of Ottawa's 60 or 26 of Ottawa's 38 points. Wow. Um, so great for him. Ottawa, bad for Ottawa the offense. Did, Ottawa did something very impressive that will not be beaten this season. You heard it here first. Will not be beaten. It's it's going to be stand as the record. One penalty for two yards. That's impressive. Wow, that wow. is great. The Ottawa defense and they still lost. Really, and they still the Ottawa defense is really banged up. up. Uh, so the the bright spot was this defense. They've been playing well. They have some players. Um, they Abdul stink. Kamei, they're disciplined. Cleon Lang was hurt, so you know a bad spot got worse. Uh, it just is what it is. We know what the deal is for Ottawa. They're in a tough position. 
I love that they go out there and give it a go, but I think it's probably time we're going to see Dom Davis get some play at quarterback. Um, something's got to change because it, it has been ugly early in the well, season. I just, the it, there's so many good players in the CFL and you know the best receiver on Ottawa, R.J. Harris, um, was targeted twice. I know. And he was <laughs> dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury, but... Uh, it, he There's was just nothing the going. The, the he only was on thing the they field. have going yeah. for him is special teams. Like Devonte Dedman is, uh, what was his uh, kickoff return average thirty yards, uh, punt return. So punt returns average eight yards, not great, but he only had there were only three punts. I don't know, man. Uh, it just, is weird though. Just it got really... problems. It just seems that they they can't it be this weird. bad. Like, no, I feel like Matt Nichols is is still good. Yes. But, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just not, it's not coming together. The receiving core is definitely not up to sp- up to snuff. I mean, I, they're just it's just not good enough. So, and then to not have a running back either, like well, Timothy Flanders, is not kind of a top flight CFL running back. And then to have him injured and Justin Davis step in, I don't know. It's just the offense is not not there. And I, I kind of thought the defense would be a little bit stronger, and. They we could get something moving, yeah. um, but th- it's just this is a, a t- this is tough to watch. I think their defense is strong. The problem is they're just on the field too much, and they just and yeah, they have no right. and they have and they have no confidence in their. So they're just going to keep getting injured. They're just playing against an offense but that has a short just the field. Discipline. The discipline yeah. is so good, though. Gotta respect it, Matt. Let's yeah. toss it to you to give us a rundown on the barn burner that was Calgary at Winnipeg. <laughs> Was a burn burner. I mean, it was weird. Uh, things started off really slow, and then uh, we had a big field goal from the Stampeders, and then a uh, a triumphant return from Andrew Harris uh, in the late in the first quarter, and then things just kind of rolled from there. Ultimately, the Blue Bombers uh, took this eighteen to sixteen behind a. Huge drive led by who many are calling Zach Clutchleros. <laughs> many, many have been calling yes. him. They they say that he's got ice in his veins. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, but it was yeah, kind they, of a little they bit were of, saved by a a little uh, bit going out like a whimper. Yeah. Um, Mark, it, can can I get a pronunciation? Legio. Just Legio. Okay. Legio. There's too many letters that too they many call letters him for legs, that. To, I believe. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay. Mark Legio. Um, hit a really good uh, late field goal, and then Renee Paredes for the Stampeders missed a late field goal that would have given them the game. Um, just about five yards, five ten yards short. Um, so that's you know, a obviously a bummer. It was a deep one. Yeah. So not his fault. Uh, I mean, obviously the big story is Jake Mayer going uh, <laughs> starting off the game. 16 straight uh, completed passes. He cooled off after that. Uh, he ended up finishing at 30, uh, 30 for 39, 307 yards. I think it was, what was the stat that Jake Mayer has more yards in six quarters than uh, the Red Blacks had in the, for their first three games? That's the last Red Black slander we're going to no, Jake Mayer is the real – he seems to be the real deal. So I, I think um, – I don't know what his contract is, but like to, it's a little more Red Black Slender. Maybe he could find a home um, uh, in Ottawa. 
Or maybe this is some. Maybe Calgary starts looking at Jake Mayer. Um, I think John, you mentioned it, uh, but I think Vernon Adams might not be long for that Montreal system, and maybe they start looking at a at a more kind of conventional quarterback in Jake Mayer. But he played really, really well. Um, Kadeem Carey uh, was another really good um, effort from him. him. But yeah, only only eight carries. Uh, He converted one of those for a touchdown. Um, I think that was kind of the story on both sides. Um, I don't I don't think Andrew Harris, especially in the second half, got the looks that he probably should have, especially down the stretch. But uh, yeah, I mean I I don't know. I I think both teams played hard, and it was a bit of a sloppy game, and really like like we've seen throughout the season that. Teams are having a lot of fun in the you know between the thirty fives, and then they get into you know the other team's uh, deep zone and they just can't convert into majors. So, you know, had uh, two touchdowns uh, in that game. Both were from the running backs, kind of in a, a late push kind of thing. But I think a, a overall a good game. Nothing new. Calgary is a badly coached team. Oh my God! Do not <laughs> start with this. This is just not true. It's just simply not true. Cal- Calgary's first game, nine penalties. Calgary's second game, eleven penalties. Calgary's third game, ten penalties. Calgary's fourth game, another ten penalties. They These are, are in- not grade schoolers who are subject are to the fun. discipline of their coaches. They are, they're they grown are, men committing they are, penalties. They are undisciplined. I think How it's just undisciplined coaching, defense. How is they are, that? They're they are undisciplined. I agree. Undis- but I well, yeah, we could just say that undisciplined defense. And then on, off- on offense, on offense, they take yeah. they take they they win a game, right? They win a game by not making the quarterback throw too much. So what do they do? Second half, they make Jake Mayer throw when Kadeem Carey is killing it on running the ball, and they just don't stop giving it to Kadeem Carey. He only had eight carries for sixty-six yards. He scored a touchdown, and you just never heard from him after that. Yeah, that was. They tough. just made him a ghost. It made no sense. They just sort of threw the kid to the wolves for no reason. It's not like they were chasing the game at all. Poor coaching in this game for Calgary for me. Play calling. Play calling, discipline, bad coaching. T press. <laughs> How inflammatory can you be? Hey, I'm gonna get that, Peter. You got something to say? Nope. <laughs> uh, so th- this was actually a really fun game, you know. Yeah, and it I was, was having a blast with this uh, one. It was fun to see something close going down, uh, down to the wire. I mean, I think it's something we come to expect in the CFL, but often it's trading touchdowns and not um, and not just driving to the forty and kicking a field goal. Um, we so will get hopefully- there. I'm confident that the <laughs> touchdowns and the scoring will come, um, which we'll get to a little bit of a discussion on that when it comes to the Preds, which we're actually about to get into. Okay. Excellent. I've got to say this is probably shaping up to be the best weekend of CFL football all year. It's the Labor Day weekend. We got rivalries. Uh, we got some teams that need to play well. The pressure is turned on. Uh, we've got two teams coming off a uh, COVID break in Toronto and Edmonton. The recipe, the ingredients are there for a tasty, tasty offering of football. <laughs> Starting Friday, September 3rd. <laughs> that's, that's so- 
That's so dumb. When did John become a game show host? That's awesome. He's been practicing. He had the day off. He's just been, Dude, he's I've got... been thinking about this podcast all day. He's got a big whiteboard with all of his little sayings. He's got prepared. I haven't had any fishing on the brain. Actually, I did a, I did, I did some fishing stuff, but mostly okay. just thinking CFL and how much I love this podcast. Um, so, first off, we've got Montreal heading to Ottawa. Um, start that game's on Friday. I'll start this one off. I've got the Montreal Alouettes. Um, I don't think there's much to say on this. I think. VA got pulled, as I said, at the end of last week's game. Uh, he's going to need to have a big one. It's a good team. Ottawa's defense is certainly tough, but the opportunities will be there. The short fields, I imagine, for Vernon Adams and this Montreal offense to have a good start and have a good game. So I think Montreal gets this one done. That is also my pred. Um Willie Stanback, I think, is going to want a little bit of revenge after getting stifled by the Tiger Cats last week. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, I just think this is one where I think VA could really get it's loose. A big, this is a big, big game for him. He's got to yeah. get it going. So I think they're – I don't know if it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it actually will be. And – I I am very tempted to choose Ottawa, but I'm not going to. So I go Montreal. I don't know what is tempting about picking Ottawa. Uh, all I know is one of these teams has shown. Like, I love them. I love that they go out there and grind every week. <laughs> one, they're very disciplined. Uh, one of these teams has shown they can score points at least in one game. The other one just hasn't scored points in any game. So I'm going to take the team that at least know has the potential to score points. So I'm going with the Montreal Alouettes. I. Am going to be giving it to the Ottawa Red Blacks. No, baby. you are not. You're lying. <laughs> yes, I am. They're the basement dwellers, I am, I and so am I. Thank you so I. much. I love this. Thank you so it. much. I love it. Do I, I love, do, did, I, if you had told me five weeks into the season that we'd have back-to-back weeks with Ottawa picks, I would have laughed in your face. And I'm laughing That's incredible. Now. Peter, Give me. do you got some insight into that pick, or you're just sticking <laughs> with your... Just going no, for I know, think, sentimental well, I think, value. I think with Ottawa, what I saw was they got into field goal range, and they're <laughs> almost there. And <laughs> I think with a team like Montreal, they're going to get in the end zone more, and they're winning it. I love this. Ooh. I cannot wait Ooh, yeah, to who, get into the end whomst, zone. To whom is the end zone going Which to? Which player is going to get into the end zone? The Any third string them. running back? R.J. Harris. Yeah, yeah R.J. Harris. Which receiver? Which rookie that played like fourth receiver at Miss- Ole Miss is going to get in the end zone? Matt, kick us off with the big showdown in uh, Regina, Saska- Winnipeg at Saskatchewan. Who you got? I do not think that this is a difficult choice because I think that Sketch is going to not blow them out, but I think Sketch is going to convincingly win against Winnipeg. Um, so it, it's got to be Sketch. Yeah, Winnipeg has looked shaky the last two weeks. They lost one of those, and they got away with one last week. I don't think they get away with one at Sketch. Uh, I think that Sketch also had a bye week. So that's at this point, I think it's. I think that we said, we saw that Hamilton really used that bye week to their advantage. Uh, I think Sketch will also have have used that bye week to tune th- some things up on a team that was already playing well. So I actually am. Uh, don't want to, I don't want to jinx Sketch here, but I am You're I confident. am seeing 
I'm confident. I'm saying a, a, a double-digit win. Is there a chance Cody Fajardo ate too many corn dogs on the bye week <laughs> and he will be lethargic in the first few quarters before he no. works that off? No way. That guy's been in, probably the best in shape quarterback in the CFL right now. He's going to be dog. hopped up on corn dogs and Roy Rogers. He is going to be absolutely <laughs> flying. We're Dude, talking 180 beats Roy per minute. Rogers. <laughs> it's, it's scat. It's sketch all, all day long. The uh, yeah, grenadine sales in Regina just skyrocketed. This man is a trendsetter. Peter, <laughs> tell me you've got more spice for me. I have got some spice for you. Oh, yes! One, yes. Thing, one thing I like to get back to is the power of Mosaic. That place just breeds winning culture. And I'm taking the sketch. Uh, I think uh, coming off the bye week, they get right back to it. And I really... Uh, I really just didn't like... I, Winnipeg obviously keeps on winning, but they're just boring, and Sketch gets me excited, and I'm, I'm taking them this week. So I feel legitimately comfortable in saying that the Rough Riders are the only competent offense a month into the season. They're yes. averaging 25.7 points per game. That is 7.2 points per game more than BC, who's in second place. They're averaging a full touchdown and extra point more than the next team uh that's the kind of fate that's the kind of production that i reward so i too have the rough riders getting the dub in this matchup um peter yes it's your turn to kick it off we got toronto and hamilton oh, oh no. okay sorry no, tyler it's tyler <laughs> i was about to say like i can uh, if you would like me to tyler. i am a dane evans believer you are. Oh, I the Hamilton Tiger Cats have shown me have shown me something. The defense figured it out during the bye week. They're back at home for the first time against Toronto, who it got chippy last time. I mean, it's been two years, but it was last time we played it was quite chippy. It's a real rivalry. A real rivalry. It's the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh-huh. Uh, t- this is a. T- I think this is the. T- I think this is the most closely contested game of the weekend. Uh, it is going to be tight, uh, but I think Hamilton is is. T- I think we'll. I guess we'll we'll find out if I'm, I'm right or wrong about this. But I think Hamilton turned <laughs> t- t- turned the corner. We w- that I can guarantee. That. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find out who's we're right. We're gonna or wrong. find out. Uh, I think Hamilton's turned the corner, and I think you're gonna see Hamilton uh, do well. And th- what's great about this game is they play again on Friday. It's what's excellent. It's the best. The the next yeah the rematches the following week are. So oh, it's long. gonna be. Great. Some but you great. got Hamilton kicking it off with the win. Peter, how about yourself? Well, I, um, I, as contrary to Tyler, I think Hamilton has not turned a new leaf, and it's just the fact that Montreal is a very bad football team. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I hate to say it. And so I think, I, I, I don't think, I know I'm going with the Argonauts. I think there's going to be more DJ Foster, more Arbuckle, and, uh, I think they're going to, I think they're going to crush Hamilton, honestly. Double digits. Oh what? my, that Peter. That is spicy. Peter That's goes spicy. down to Texas and he's just <laughs> dealing in heat. Well, he's when you're at the, when you're when you're living in the basement, you have to spice things up. I love it. You just have to. There's got to be a new formula every week if it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I uh, grudgingly. Pretty stoked. <laughs> Let's mute it up. Uh, pretty stoked about Arbuckle at the helm for the Argonauts. Um, he rocks. Should be fun. 
Hamilton also has their swagger back a bit. I do agree with Tyler. I don't know if they've turned a new leaf in terms of execution, but getting a win, especially um, getting a win over Montreal in Montreal, nothing but good things can come of that. STE, like Tyler noted, with a tremendous game. But this is where I want to talk about our boy Speedy B. Through three games, he's got 15 receptions for 112 yards. Um, He averaged basically 97 yards per game in 2019. That is a tremendous dip in production, and that is really rough. And I think unless Hamilton makes a focused effort to figure that out really soon, uh, that's just going to keep being a growing issue. In the meantime, I've got the Argonauts winning this weekend. Or this week, I should say. It's on Monday. Yep. Oh, long weekend. Long weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I I don't have much to add to what John and Peter have to say, but I am going with the Argonauts, and I think um, Nick. I, I am a little. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I think, unlike the bye week, uh, I think this COVID postponement. Uh, even though you know Toronto, the the Argos didn't have to do any sort of containment, but. I just think getting prepped for one game and then, you know, post is it going to be a postponed? Is it you know are they going to play it and then restarting uh, for a, a week out is is difficult. So I think they're not going to come out as hot, maybe as as one might expect somebody coming off a of bye week. But I think Arbuckle is really a good quarterback. So I got I'm, I have, I'm to going address, I, have to, I have to address something with all of your preds. Okay. So. Toronto has beaten Peg, who we decidedly said is maybe not as good as we thought they are. Had really struggled against Calgary. They had a three-point win over Calgary. Yep. So the the amount of confidence here in Toronto is Hamilton. Hamilton. Wait, 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 wait. wait, No, 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 but you're going off, dude. Hamilton just got their first win of the season. Yeah, against a Montreal team. We all picked Hamilton. We all picked Hamilton to be in the championship. Times. Dane Evans was sacked six times this past week. So yeah, I so I, I think it's important. Particularly excellent, and I think that the Toronto defense can be pretty good, Tyler. So don't be throwing, don't be throwing stones at us when I don't. No, I, and we picked Hamilton to... to go to the to go to the Grey Cup. That's all I'm saying. We all picked Hamilton to go to the Grey Cup, and, and I have new information with which I'm basing my opinions on. Right. Yeah, and I think the their Hamilton first their first playing, two. Yeah, right now I think Toronto is the best team in the East. So to me, you're writing Hamilton. To me, this is you guys writing Hamilton off. I'm they go one Hamilton and three. Off. They're not winning at home. To me, I you're just writing talked Hamilton about off. how I'm excited that they got some of their swagger back, and I think yeah. it's going to be a good game. But I think Toronto is <laughs> the better team. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I've, Toronto I've is that. just better. I think the last game is really it. Just what is what I'm basing off of for Toronto. The first two games, right? It was still the the battle between MBT and Arbuckle. Yeah. And then when Arbuckle got the reins, he went 23 for 32, 310 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then as Peter said, DJ Foster, 101 yards and a touchdown against a good Winnipeg defense. Right. Should say I'm um, almost certain that means John White's going to go off this next game. <laughs> so it's always the opposite. <laughs> Which, I'm not, so yeah, I'm not, I, fading, I just, I'm not fading Winnipeg as a as a good scoring defense, but they've given up 300 yards, including 300 yards to a second ever game player last week. So I, I maybe am not so hot on their past defense right now. Yeah, we'll find so out. This is why we pred the games. <laughs> it's exciting. 
exciting. Uh, no, it's it's great. Let's, let's yeah, move let's get on. into this Edmonton Calgary <laughs> let's game. Let's move eh? on to now. Here's the deal with Edmonton. As of today, Tuesday, 31st of August, they are set to resume team activities tomorrow on Wednesday. I I don't think there's been a report. You know, at the end of the day, I think what was it, 12 or 14 players ended up testing positive. I don't know who those players are. I don't know how long they'll be in protocol for. So in the coming days, that information will come out, which I'm sure will have a big impact on this game. It'll have an impact regardless, but if it ends up being, you know, uh, you know, James Wilder Jr., um, uh, you know, Greg, Greg Ellingson, Ellingson, right, that's going to have a bigger impact. Anyway, the game is on to be played on Monday uh, in Calgary. So let's – uh, pick it. Yeah, Peter. let's get into it. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I'm I wary of Edmonton's COVID situation, but um, Greg Ellenson coming back uh, in their last game, like, he, I'm happy to see he's back getting some catches, and James Wilder Jr. is still a beast. And this game was hard because I've always tried to believe in Calgary's defense, but I just don't think they got it, so I'm going with the Elks. All right. I love it. Calgary is John's about to break some hearts. Calgary is Owen. No, at home. Hey, hey, Tyler, oh, please sorry. don't jump the gun. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, Sean. So guess what, guys? Are I'm you picking with... Edmonton. Nice. Obvi. <laughs> what am I excited about in this game, though, is that it is a showdown between number one and number two players in the CFL in rushing yards. We got James Wilder Jr. first, behind him, Kadeem Carey. Now, Calgary has the seventh-ranked rush defense, according to CFL.ca. Edmonton has the second. So it looks like Edmonton might have the edge defensively in that. But really excited to see those two guys, if Calgary does actually gives Kadeem Carey the ball, uh, go back and forth on opposite sides of the, on opposite, uh, sides of the ball for their team. Um, the Elks are going to win because, of course, they always are going to win. They're on a winning streak. They haven't lost in two weeks. Go, <laughs> go Edmonton. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that Calgary is just a really poorly coached team. Oh, oh. <laughs> people are talking. No. People, people, talk, people are talking about it, man. Um, no, I, I think I think Edmonton's going to take this one. Um, I think they're going to come out really shaky because I, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything about the kind of lockdown protocols? Um, you know, what? I know there's there. <laughs> The mute is your friend, Pete. <laughs> so um, I think that they're going to take a little bit of time to get back I into it. Ray Gellingson, his leg workout was putting as many water bottles as he could in the backpack and doing squats. That's what he tweeted out. So Okay. Yeah. Not so great. I think they're going to be a little shaky. Yes. A little undisciplined, maybe. Maybe poorly coached. Uh, but not as undisciplined nor as poorly coached as Calgary. So Edmonton is going to take this one. Badly coached teams lose at home. <laughs> and the Calgary Stampeders have already proven that they will lose Dave games at Dickinson home. is legitimately one of the best coaches in CFL <laughs> history. And T-Press just, just going off. This is classic. How old is he? I, I don't know. Now, are they badly coached because they lose at home? Or do oh, they lose at home son. because it's, they're badly uh, coached? Uh, uh, it's, they lose at home because they're badly coached. I just love what this does for our credibility. 
<laughs> does anybody not? Do, do people not understand the idea of personal space? No, I people sure do. do. Correct. People do not understand the idea of personal space. It just it boggles my mind. But it's okay. It no, boggles. It, it, boggles. It, it, no, it's bottles. Bottles. Said boggles. Bo- boggles. No, it's, it's, bo- it's actually bottles. Oh, bottles the mind. No, sir. Peter. Yeah, Peter. This is the second thing. Dude, I used to think it was play it by year. Oh. Oh. No, oh. It, no it actually is boggles, but it's not yeah. play it by year. I know that. I know that. So why are you trying to tell me it's bottles? I saw it as on a, a professional oh. website. Somebody used the phrase "upmost." Oh like in, no! In a, in a main bio, like hey. the, the striving for the utmost in quality and whatever. Oh no, that's tough. That could that. You that almost hurts. want to send a mail to, Rounding email off this to the, pick, the it's, webmaster. It's Edmonton. I don't care about the COVID stuff. I mean, yes, okay, of course. If Trevor Harris can't play, if, if James Wilder Jr. can't play, then I'll revisit the pick. But it's. It's Edmonton. They're going to, unfortunately, Kadeem Carey is on my fantasy team. I think he's going to get shut down. I think Calgary's going to have to throw a lot uh, because they're going to be behind. And then I think that's going to lead to trouble because Meyer has been very good, but he's he's due for some... some His name is Mayer. Mayer, John Mayer. Uh, First team, (laughs) he's due for some first season mistakes, and I think they come in this game. So I see him throwing at least, at least... Two interceptions. That would be nice, considering Edmonton hasn't had a turnover all year. Yep. So, this starting game. out would be sweet. Yep. So, just a quick review. We've got a few dissenting picks. Um, most notably, Peter picking Ottawa uh, to win at home against Montreal. And then we also have T-Press with a uh, pick for Hamilton to win at home against Toronto. Uh, so, a few dissenters. Unanimous when it comes to... Rough Riders winning, and when it comes to Peter, what are you doing, dude? When it comes to Peter, oh, you're just breathing. (laughs) No, 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 no. he's moving his computer around, and it's making noises as it scrapes against the desk. Unanimous when it comes to the Edmonton game. Uh, So, quick look at the standings heading into Week Five. Uh, Tyler, he's winning. He's up. He's got a record of ten and five. Uh, John and Matt. It's tied with a record of six and nine. <laughs> and then Peter basement dwelling with a record of five and ten. Only so, one behind you and Matt, so it's okay. It's fine. Ten, ten and five is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Good. Ten and five should, is really good. You should be impressed. We're going to take a quick note after these preds to talk about quick rundown of league leaders, as we do every week, as we're keeping track of those. New league leader in passing yards as Michael Riley's got 974 on the season. Uh, but wow. he, despite the COVID bye week, James Wilder Jr. still atop the rushing yards list with 301. And Lucky Whitehead still atop the receiving yards list with 339. He's got 10 more than teammate Brian Burnham, who is in second place. Uh, so, guys, with that said, we're going to introduce... Do you want to do fantasy first or power rankings first? Let's do fantasy because I'll, I'll blow right through it, and then We're we can do finish fantasy, up with power rankings. Fantasy first. All right, so uh, fantasy, I anticipated a, a down week for myself running with a Matt Nichols and Justin Davis combo up front. I was down uh, 55.9, but luckily everyone decided to join me. Uh, the overall uh, results for the week, John fit, led... Or sorry, John in the lead, 56.4. Closely behind was me, 55.9. Uh, 
and then it was Peter with an even 47, and Joe oh, and Tyler with 46.6. Um, some standouts, a uh, few uh, receivers, Josh Huff, 15.2, Kamar Jordan and Brian Burnham with 14.7 to 14.4, and Kenny Lawler. Uh, with a 15.4 for John, so kind of around the le- the leagues, a good um, uh, receiving <laughs> effort mostly. Uh, some misses, I think. Lamar Durant well, got, uh, yeah. for Peter got, got injured. Um, James Butler for Peter was injured actually before the game started. Um, <laughs> and then Shaq Johnson only 3.9 for Peter. Uh, Tyler. Uh, was hampered by DeVaris Daniels playing for Toronto and Saskatchewan not playing. I only have one de- I only have I one. It does only have one defense. So. The DeVaris Daniels one, that is. Yes, not a good uh, But I think the, the, the tough one there is we kind of thought that Willie Stanback was primed for a, a huge game, only came out with 5.2. So I did put a, sa- I did just, put a, did put a safety net there with Kadeem Carey. You had a good yeah, game. huge one, 19.2 out of Kadeem Carey. So uh, that leaves us with. Um, Tyler's still in the lead, 29.7, followed by me at 20. 297.3. Uh, We've had a rough, rough week, boy. <laughs> 297.3, me uh, kind of well behind, 258.7. John just behind me, nipping at my heels, 250.8. And Peter, deep, 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 deep at 184.6. Uh, I think, I think the first thing you have to address, Peter, unfortunately is apart from starting players who are actually playing, which is number one, Shaq Johnson is not off to a very good start for the BC Lions. I think it might be time to reevaluate that. My whole whole team isn't off to a very good start. (laughs) That's not the issue. You gotta play Braylon. They, well, they have, actually, they, have actually, they have to actually. They have to actually. They have to actually start, Peter. They're not even off. Yes, they're not yes, even no, off to no, it. They're not even I, off to a start. These things I understand, but All right. for the most part, at the beginning of the season, my team just sucked. So we're getting yeah. into being able to play some good players. So I see. I, I think I'm on the up and up. Matt, take it away with some uh, power rankings news. Well, power rankings news. I mean, uh, this is news, so. We're doing news, it. News, news, uh, news, so, news. <laughs> how, how do we want to? I thought we were going to go each of our um, top and bottom for the uh, top and bottom. Nice. Okay. For each of the divisions, right? <laughs> Although that's kind of boring this time because I think we all agree that. Uh, well, maybe I'll just say that. So, the hottest team in the West is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The, uh, or I guess we didn't agree on that. Sorry. Um, so, John, did you have Edmonton as your bottom of the West power ranking? Edmonton is my last place team in the West currently. Okay, so that's how I, that's how I think I'd like to, I'll do a whole rundown of our final power ranking, but what we did for the okay, listeners we is we, first. we did a full ranking, but then what we'll do just so we're not talking about the entire league is just talk for each division briefly the hottest team and the coldest team so i'll kick off for the west um and i think it's obvious that sketch is the most well-rounded most explosive uh they got a great defense and their offense is the only one that's really really kicking um so sketch i think is obviously great a, uh, a gr- i think sketch 
we can safely say is a Grey Cup contender. I think so. I would think that's fair. Yes. And uh, and then for uh, for the coldest in the West, I'm looking at those Stampeders. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think even though that Edmonton, I, I there was a time where I thought maybe Edmonton wasn't looking as good as uh, as they are, but ultimately I, I just recognize that it's going to click for the Elks, oh, yeah. um, and they've got just they've got too many uh, weapons. Uh, so I, I don't have them at the, the very bottom, but Calgary, I just think really doesn't have it going. Um, but still stronger overall than, um, than a lot of the, the West teams. So, or the East teams rather. So what do you guys think? What's who's, who's hot? Who's cold? Think, West yeah, division. We can, we can say across the board, Sketch. Sketch is hot. They're obviously the best for me. As you said earlier, Matt, the reason I have Edmonton, they're, the, the lowest-ranked Western Conference team. Uh, it's simply because of the stalling out in the red zone. Other teams have been able to put the ball in the end zone a little bit more consistently in the West, uh, which is something just Edmonton simply hasn't been able to do. So that's what I'm looking to see them do uh, this upcoming week. I totally believe eventually it will click, uh, but for the time being, I just think uh, I... I pretty hyped on BC actually I love 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 their defense um, and with the return of Andrew Harris looks good I think the teams ahead of them in the west uh, are just looking a little bit better recently but I expect that to change okay any you guys this is when you jump in it's the Matt Matt hit it for me the Stampeders yeah. they're 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 0 and 2 at home not a good look home games are important <laughs> Uh, they're poorly coached. They're poorly coached. Of course, uh, we noted that. Noted that they're poorly coached, and uh, I think they, I think they're up against it. They haven't played. They haven't played Sketch yet. They haven't played Edmonton yet. So I think it's going to be tough sledding for Calgary. Pete, who was the last lowest ranked? All right, let's move. On. I have. Oh, oh, Matt, give me. I was going to say. I I had. Um, I actually had the Red Blacks as my lowest ranked team this week. The Colts. They're in team. the East. We're talking. I know they're in the East Division. I'm just pointing that out. But I, I had too a, had Ottawa as my lowest yeah, ranked. Yeah, unanimous. Yeah, and but I, I just wanted to point out that they're they're going to be fine. But I'm going with um, Calgary as my coldest team. I uh, I don't see them getting it getting it done this week. Um, and man, yeah, as you guys said it, they're just they just don't got it. All right, let's moving on to the uh, to the East Division. Uh, I think I think we're unanimous on this one, but uh, I believe that Toronto, uh, mm-hmm. behind a confident uh, Nick Arbuckle, is uh, is looking really really good. So they're my number one hotness in the East, yep. and uh, in Ottawa, I think it's no surprise yep. that it's unanimous. Ottawa yep. stinks. I, I, not. Yeah, I, th- I think with power rankings, it's, it's right. We're, we're picking that the teams as they've played and as they are. We, you know, what, it's, yeah. we're try, trying not to project too much. So, you know, it's got to be Toronto. Uh, and I think that I would say biggest disappointment, though, is got to be, even though I picked them to win this week, has got to be Hamilton so far coming off. Uh, I, I would disagree. Well, well that Alouettes yeah. are really cl- are really close to. Alouettes are number one for me in the East um, in terms of disappointment, just because I. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you said Alouettes are number one for you in the East. In terms of disappointment. In terms of disappointment, disappointment. Yes. Yeah. I thought, Tyler, you were going to go to Montreal for this one because yeah. um, Hamilton, disappointment for um, Jeremiah Masoli. We, I really did think that he was, um, yeah. was going to do well, but Montreal no not only... Do well. Yeah, Montreal not only doesn't have a, a great option under center, but they don't have a backup like Hamilton does in, in Dane Evans. So, And I should say, I'm still confident Vernon Adams is a good player and he will turn it around. I actually don't doubt that, but I just expected him coming off of the year he had in 2019 to build off of that. And I know that's asking a lot considering the non-COVID year, didn't play for a year, but uh, I forget who posted this, so forgive me if I'm uh, commenting without credit. But somebody said, you know, of all the young quarterbacks in the league, um, he, he actually, you know, VA seemed like the least likely to regress because he was coming in with so much confidence, getting, he was flying the players out to California to get them to work together, and unfortunately just hasn't clicked early on. So that's why Montreal's kind of let me down. But um, I'm excited for them to get the back, get their legs back under them. All right. All right, so we'll just finish it up with a rundown from worst to first of the overall power ranking. So at the bottom, no surprise, we've got Ottawa, then Montreal, Calgary, Hamilton, and then this is a, a kind of a surprising one. At fifth place, we have Edmonton. Ahead of them in fourth place is BC. Um, and then the top three are third, Winnipeg, second, Toronto, and uh, first, Saskatchewan. Um, interesting that I think we all had Toronto um, yeah. at number two. Actually, we all agreed on, uh, in three. order, those top three. Yeah. Um, kind of surprising. We discuss these lists. We, we came yeah. blind. So, I mean, I knew my... I knew Sketch for sure was number one. I briefly, but not really, toyed around with putting Winnipeg above Toronto. But I really felt like I had my one through three locked down. Oh, yeah. And I knew that Ottawa was at the bottom. I do think that that middle of the pack and towards the end down to, you know, from, from four to eight, a lot of room for improvement or yeah. sliding. I think that, um, I think Calgary could, could kind of put it, put it together. I think if BC shows those same kind of woes that they had at the beginning of the season, they could easily slide. Um, but there's just a lot of really close, closely matched teams right there in the middle. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. And well, I want our listeners to know that how we're going to do these power rankings, not every week, but rather at the end of every month. So try and make them a little less reactionary and give teams time to put a month of play together before we reevaluate. Um, I think that's a better way to kind of have a more realistic view of how teams are actually shaping out rather than us just willy-nilly putting teams places because of one game's performance. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, like Matt said, there's going to be movers and shakers. Four through eight, I think, is going to be um, – uh, different every time we put these out. If Ottawa moves out of the nine spot, I will 
Get a tattoo no, of, a, yeah. of a red box. <laughs> <laughs> Get a red black tattoo. Yeah. Um, well, what about this? Just to finish it off, how high could Ottawa possibly climb? Realistically, seven. they're going to max out at, at seven. seven. Okay. Because I think they could. Cal- Calgary the, could. Calgary, like I said, Calgary yeah, has a team t- tanks, and one. It all it takes is one team from each division to tank, and Ottawa to like baseline. At like lose two, win one, lose two, win one. <laughs> so there's and, there's no scenario where Ottawa plays better to jump Montreal or Calgary. This no, this one involves... I see that not happening. No. <laughs> nope, they play okay. they, they play some happen. close losses, and some other teams just uh, have worse losses. I'm getting word in our in my ear from our producers that uh, some of our members have to go to fraternity events soon as well. <laughs> so we are gonna wrap this one up. Um, that was a very exciting episode. Like I said, I cannot be more excited for the week five games. As always, listener feedback is welcome. Either send us a DM on Twitter at Shups and Preds or send us an email to our email at Shups and Preds at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we're excited for the week. Any parting shots, boys? Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. Happy Labor Day. Matt? Uh, No, that's all. All right. We're excited. Let's roll.